I'm Brian Carpenter, host of Fresh Air at Five, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode of My EdTech Live. I am excited because it is Friday morning. I've had my cup of coffee. And most importantly, I have two amazing, wonderful guests. And yes, before you ask, those of you that are joining live, yes, you are seeing double. We've got some amazing guests that are here today, and I'm excited to talk about them because this is a show that was uh, kind of a while in the making, and we finally got to connect because, you know, conferences and things of that sort. But I'm just really excited to have the Double Duty teachers with us this morning. We've got Taylor and we've got Morgan. And I'm really excited because we're going to be talking just origin story, you know, teaching and and teaching the same grade level and teaching in the same school and growing up, you know, uh, going into teaching and, of course, mentoring and all the fun that you've been having doing presentations. So we'll get to that shortly. But as always, guys, I'm just so thankful to every single one of you for making my EdTech life what it is today. If you notice, we have been podcasting all of last week and this week, and this is our last show on this break that we've had for, we have a three-week vacation. I'm definitely going to take a week off to enjoy, but we've had some amazing, amazing guests. And today we end with an amazing show. So thank you all for your support. Those of you that have been watching us live, uh, checking out the episodes, sharing the episodes. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. But Today, like I said, I'm really excited. Morgan, Taylor, we're going to have an amazing conversation. And before we get started, Morgan, we'll go ahead and get started with you. Can you please give us a brief introduction and maybe share a little bit about your context in education? And then Taylor will go ahead and go on to you. Sure. So good morning. So happy to be here. My name's Morgan. Um, born and raised in South Louisiana. Now I teach here actually at the same school that we went to as kids, which was neat. My first classroom I taught in was my, I was teaching fourth grade and it was actually the classroom I was a fourth grade student in. So that was a very surreal moment. But um, I teach fourth grade ELA and social studies. I actually teach gifted students. So that's really fun. And I partner teach with my twin sister. Wow, that is amazing. That is wonderful. I love that. And I can't wait to hear some of your stories. You know, I'm sure that you, the kids get like, wow, you know, parents or anybody. I mean, a set of identical twins teaching the same grade level. All right, Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself too as well. Yeah. So um, coincidentally, same thing. Uh, Grew up and born here in South Louisiana. Uh, I'm the math and science part of the team. So uh, this was always our dream. Morgan and I were in gifted growing up at this school. We knew going into teaching that eventually we'd want to end up here, hopefully in gifted, hopefully at the same school, hopefully together. But we never dreamed it would happen so fast. So, um, yeah, we're partner teachers. This is our, what, Morgan, third or fourth year partner yeah. teaching? Yeah. Which one? Third, I think. Third year, fourth. Okay, going to be our fourth year together, partner teaching. We we started at separate schools, and then then so our first year was in separate schools, 
Taylor taught fifth grade. I taught second grade. Then over the summer, um, this school called me and said, we have a gifted position open. We were working on our master's in gifted. So I jumped on it. Well, that same summer, they said, well, do you know anyone else working on their master's in gifted? Because we have another position open. I was like, actually, my twin sister. I was like, would y'all let us work at the same school? And they said, why not? And we were like, okay. So we ended up working at the same school, but she taught third grade and I taught fourth grade. And we had some amazing partner teachers, but then it just came time where we were like, would y'all let us teach together? And they said, why not? So that's how that happened. About three years ago, we started teaching together and I don't know if we'll ever go back. And look, it was a very hard decision because we knew we wanted to try it, but our parents and our family and our husbands were like, y'all already have so much togetherness. Are you sure you want to be a partner with her? Like, are you sure about this? Y'all, y'all might get aggravated with each other. So it was a trial run. But Morgan, I think we work very well together. I think so, too. And the best thing about it is we can be real with each other. So we're honest and we try crazy ideas in our classroom that maybe someone else wouldn't want to try, but we trust each other to take us through the process. And I think I'm, I'm seriously, I don't know if I could ever go back to teaching with someone else. Twin oh, That is awesome. I'm really glad to hear. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to just change the layout. That way we're all on screen at the same time, because, uh, you know, it, it's, there's, I just see the, this wonderful connection and how y'all like just play off of each other very well. And this, this will make it easier here on my clicker finger of switching back and forth. But now we're all on the screen together and we can enjoy and just have this wonderful conversation without getting that you know, back and forth. But man, that is just so exciting. You know, uh, I personally, like, I, I don't have any siblings. I'm an only child. But just the fact that I get to hear you guys and, and then just the joy that you guys have, it, you're, you're bubbly, your personality, and then the fact that, you know, you're teaching together. And uh, one of the things that really resonate or not resonates, but really stood out was saying, oh, well, you guys already have too much togetherness. Like, aren't you yeah. going to do this? And so, but so I want to know a little bit, remember, one of my favorite things in the segment is hearing the origin story, you know, and the origin story of how you all picked this road into education. Was it a conventional route, you know, that you already knew you wanted to be uh, educators or was this a pivot point maybe for both of you? And then just so coincidentally landing in the same profession. So uh, we'll go ahead and start with Taylor. Taylor, tell us a little bit about how your journey uh, in education began. So I pretty much always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Growing up, I led vacation Bible school at our church and loved that. My third grade gifted teacher at this school was the one who made an impact on me because she was the first, really one of the first people in my life who got to know me for me, not as a twin. We were in separate classes. She got, to, and we were, Morgan and I were both so shy growing up, I think because we always had each other. So we never had to branch out and make friends. And that teacher, Miss Dugoff, was the first one who wanted to get to know Taylor for Taylor, separate from Morgan, as separate from being a twin. And that made an impact on me. And um, I can still remember in my yearbook, she wrote a note that said, you remind me so much of me when I was your age. And that just, I still remember it because I was like, I remind her of her and she's a great teacher. Maybe I can be that one day. So I, that's where it started for me. And um, all through high school, I knew that's what I wanted to do in college. I worked at um, kindergarten aftercare programs, preschool aftercare programs, so that I got experience with kids all throughout. 
and yeah, start day one in college, elementary education. That was my route. And that's what I knew what I wanted to do. Our mom kind of brainwashed us also because she, growing up, she always said it was a great mom job. You get to be off on summers with your kids, off on holidays with your kids. No, we don't. She was not a teacher. Our dad was not a teacher. We don't have any close, close relatives who were teachers. But she was like, that's a good job. You could fall back on a teacher's salary if anything happens to you. Like, I think y'all should go into teaching. So I don't think she realized how much we'd go into teaching with yeah. middle duty teacher stuff. Like, that was it for me. But Morgan's interesting because uh, she did not always know she wanted to be a teacher. So, yeah, Morgan, I'm curious to hear that too as well. You know, like the fact that you guys grew up together. And of course, you know, we have Taylor who always knew. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your journey. When did you finally say like, yeah, you know what? Maybe this is it. I'd yeah. love to hear that. So I, it was always in the back of my mind to be a teacher. But honestly, when it came time to pick a major in college, I did not want to do the same thing as Taylor. I was like, okay, we have to go on separate paths here. Like we grew up as the twins. We had all the same friends. Um, I was like, I need to do something different. So I started in broadcast journalism. I was like, I'm going to be a TV news anchor. And I started freshman year in that. And then I was like, mm, I don't know about this. Taylor was having so much fun in education. I was like, okay, maybe I can be a teacher because I knew I always wanted to do that. I was just trying to do something different than her. So then I thought, well, maybe I'll be a high school English teacher. So I majored in secondary English education with a minor in journalism. And eventually my sophomore year, I was like, this is kind of not right that I'm I'm not doing what I want to do just so I'm not the same as her so sophomore year I changed my major to elementary education and that's what I graduated in and um we definitely are doing a lot of things the same but I don't see how it could be any different um we have a great team and we I think we're better together I think that's just how it ended up and how it was supposed to be so oh that's great I, and you know that's very interesting you know Kind of like with siblings too, kind of, well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to do something different and so on. And kind of, even though, like I said, I, I did grow up as an only child, but kind of the reason that I did not want to go into teaching because all my friends in high school, they were always like, well, I want to be a teacher and I want to be a teacher because some of the same reasons, you know, that parents were saying, well, you know, you get summers off, you've got this, you've got that. And I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. It's like, what do I want to grade papers? I want to make money and all this good mm -hmm. stuff. So again, started off in business. I finished with a business degree. I did work in business, but then I, I, there was a pivot point and then I fell into education. And like I always tell everybody, I absolutely fell in love with everything. And uh, I agree with you, Morgan. It was just kind of like, this is really where I was supposed to be at the beginning, but things work out in, in different ways and different circumstances. But the timing was just perfect. And 16 years later, here we are. And so I'm just really excited to hear that story too, as well. And how you guys just now are a team working together. That's just so exciting. So tell us a little bit about your first year experience. Now, I know you said you guys did not start teaching at the same school, but I would love to know just a little bit about that first year experience because a lot of maybe our audience members that are going to be listening or, or watching also uh, the episode may be either first year teachers that are going to be stepping into the plate and maybe just 
want to hear maybe a little bit of what to expect and maybe how to overcome that. So we'll go ahead and start with Morgan. Morgan, what was the one of the biggest like shocks when you first started your, your first year in elementary education? So my first year was not good. I want to say horrible, but I don't want to, um, you know, you make it sound that bad, but it was bad. I was coming home crying at least once a week. I was not having a good time. I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this wasn't what I was supposed to do. Um, it was just, I didn't have a lot of support. I had my two best friends. I've made best friends um, at that school. But as far as like administration support, I didn't have like a mentor teacher. My two best friends were also first year teachers. So it was kind of like we were doing it together, figuring it out. And then I was talking to Taylor and Taylor's having a, dream world at her school she's like Morgan you're not supposed to be crying like it's great teaching is so fun I'm like I'm not having the same feelings as you this is horrible which I mean thank goodness that summer I switched to the school I'm at now and I think that is the biggest thing I tell the interns that we mentor like if you think teaching's not for you that first year or um you're having a hard time like I was switching schools or even grade levels might be the answer for you before you get out of teaching completely, because that just totally changed my experience. Now I'm like, I could do this forever. But um, definitely advice I give to new teachers is if you're not happy or anything like that, you need to find support. You need to find a mentor teacher who can help you um, maybe switch your school so that you have a supportive administration. Maybe you just don't jive with the people that you were working with at that first school. So that was the situation for me. My first year was not ideal. But then I switched schools and now I'm in a dream world. I'm I'm at the school I think I'll be at for the rest of my career. Oh, that's great. So, well, thank you for that advice and just for being very truthful. And because oftentimes it's the it, it can be the case there, you know, where it's just not the right fit. It, it's like a puzzle piece. And yeah. honestly, like, you know, when you've got all the right pieces all there together, you know, everything works. But when you're, you maybe feel like that one piece that oh, I just don't, quite fit in here. It does not mean that this career is not for you. It's just that that particular environment may not be the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor, before we get to your experience, we have a question here from Sherry, uh, who's joining us on LinkedIn. And she's asking here, are there other teachers in your grade level? I'm curious about collaborations with others. Yes. So we teach fourth grade. Uh, we're the only two gifted fourth grade teachers. But we have five other fourth grade teachers on our team who are awesome. And um, we, I mean, I plan with one of them. Every Thursday is our science planning day. So she's awesome. We, we plan science together. I think Morgan does Wednesday social studies with her, her other teachers. So we're always getting together with them. And we also collaborate with teachers at other schools too. Um, but other gifted teachers, since we're the only fourth grade ones at our school, we get together with the fourth grade gifted teachers from the other school and kind of talk about projects, enrichment ideas that we're doing. So yeah, we definitely collaborate with others. Excellent. Okay. And we'll touch a little bit more on that because I'm very curious and I love that idea of collaborating with teachers outside of your school. But Taylor, let's go back to you. Uh, you know, your first year, obviously it was very different than what Morgan was describing. So tell us a little bit about your first year hopping into this profession. Yeah. So Morgan and I graduated in December, which is an odd time of the year for teachers to graduate because they're scrambling. Not many schools are hiring mid-year, but um, there was one school that a professor reached out to me. And she was like, there's an opening here. And if you're interested, they'll interview you. 
And I had never heard of this school before in my life. Never heard of it. I mean, we are from a pretty big district and I was just always imagining staying here, staying here. This was about a 25 minute drive. But I was like, you know what? I don't have any other prospects right now. Let me just take the interview. And long story short, I accepted the job. It's a small country school. I mean, I could have retired there if all the opportunities for gifted and working with Morgan hadn't come up. I would have been happy there. I loved it. So um, I was, I mean, I was the, that part was hard collaborating at that school because I was the only grade level subject teacher. Since it was a small country school, I started out in fifth grade science and social studies. And then I moved the next year to fourth grade math. But um, I was the only one. So that was hard as a first year teacher to not have people to collaborate. In fact, I was texting Morgan like, who are the fourth grade math teachers at your school? Do you know any of them? Well, can I have their email address? So that was challenging. But I had amazing support, amazing partner teachers, uh, amazing students, amazing parents, loved it. And um, I guess my advice from my experience would be don't don't X something out because you've never heard of it before. You know, sometimes it's okay to take a risk, take a chance. Um, what's meant to be is meant to be. And I think that experience was definitely meant for me. I needed to have it. Morgan and I needed to have those years separate and learning experiences. And we both made best friends at those schools and um, we wouldn't have otherwise. And if I would have just said, oh, I've never heard of that school. Uh, I don't want to drive 25 minutes. I never would have had that wonderful learning experience. So. You know, I, I love what you said there. You know, I think it, for ourselves as educators, we always want to create a great and memorable learning experience for our students. You know, obviously they may feel the same way too, maybe sometimes in our classes where maybe they just don't feel like that puzzle piece that fits in, even though we try to build community, but maybe for some reason it's just not the right fit, but it's still a learning experience. And even for us as adults, I mean, we still need these learning experiences to continue to grow. So I love what you said there that you didn't dismiss the fact that, oh, well, that's this school that is so-and-so 25 minutes away, or maybe my sister's not going to be there or certain mm -hmm. things that you, you took that risk, which is something that we always want to tell our students, say, hey, you know, take a risk, let's be creative. But yeah. we also need to model that for them as well. And I love this, that you're opening up and telling us like, yeah, I just went for it. I was away from my sister, but I learned certain things that I needed. And now that you guys came together with your learning experiences and those different perspectives, now you get to like really just bring a, like a vision of what you're trying to accomplish and makes you even stronger. So I love that component because now like your name sounds, you know, the double duty teachers, it's like almost like a superhero name because of the experience that you guys have had and the ability to work together. Uh, let's talk a little bit here about um, mentorship, because this is one of the things that I loved when I read your bio. I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan of induction and, and mentorship if it's done correctly. Oftentimes what happens in many districts is that you have new teachers that come in they have a mentor signed and that mentor may not necessarily want to be a mentor, but it's like, hey, I just want to get the stipend and hey, here, do this or do that. And, and that's pretty much it. I mean, while this first year teacher may be just barely treading water or barely, you know, head above water, um, they don't kind of, you know, really bring them into the culture or show them the culture of of the campus and so on. And, and then sometimes those initiatives 
die out real quick. They go in real gun ho and then after that, it just fizzles away. For yourselves, you know, working with this and being mentor teachers, but maybe you yourselves having mentors, how important was that for you at the beginning of your career? So we'll start with Morgan first. So, you know, um, during student teaching, I had an amazing mentor teacher. But then whenever I went to get my first job, we weren't at the same school. So while she was there to help me at my new school, I didn't have anyone to go to and ask questions and like, what am I doing? Like, I'd find myself in the principal's office asking these simple questions because, I mean, my principal was there for me, but she's very busy. And I'd be like, oh, what am I supposed to do about this? And she'd be like, well, Morgan, why don't you ask someone else about that? I'm like, who do I ask? I don't know. <laughs> so from my experience, becoming a mentor teacher was because I needed someone like that for me. And I mean, right now with teacher shortages and um, new teachers leaving the profession, like we're in a desperate position where we need people to support new teachers. And so it just came to this point where I was like, I guess it'll be me. Like, we need these people. Let me step up to the plate. Um, let me be that person for someone who didn't have that before. So, and so I got started with it. Okay, excellent. And I love what you said, you know, I needed somebody that can help me. And now you kind of saw what you needed and you kind of became that person now for somebody else and yeah. kind of passing that along because sometimes, you know, that's one of the things that I get here a lot with guess and say, you know, I just needed to, I needed me to be there for me, you mm -hmm. know, in that experience. How about you, Taylor? I want to know a little bit about your experience too with uh, the mentor mentoring process. Yeah. Um, same as Morgan, honestly. And really that's one of the main reasons we started double duty teachers in the first place was that first year teaching when I didn't have any other fourth grade math teachers to talk to. Um, Morgan was struggling with finding ideas and asking questions. So we turned to social media a lot. We realized that there was a whole platform out there of teachers just sharing ideas for free and there to answer people's questions if they needed help. So uh, it kind of started with us wanting to share things that we were doing in our classroom without bothering all of our friends and family on our Facebook pages. And then it turned into getting ideas and sharing our ideas with other people so that, you know, if there was any struggling new teachers, they could, if we could make the, the load easier for someone, or honestly, our goal is just to make your day happier. If you could try one thing new in your classroom to make the school day a little happier for not just your kids, but for yourself too, then we're all about it. So that's how double duty teachers got started. And then like Morgan was saying, um, this crisis we feel like in education right now, we realize that we need people to step up to the plate. So we became mentor teacher certified. We love uh, taking the student teachers under our wing, showing them the ropes, giving, sending them off with as many resources as we can. We keep their numbers, check in with them, and uh, we make sure they know we're there for them, even if they're not at the same school. You know, as us, um, we're always here. I mean, we should and that's something we're still always learning. Like, um, we're mentor teachers, but we always ask our interns, like, are we doing okay? What can we do to better support you? Like, we're always learning in that process um, because we, the goal is we want our interns, but also any new teachers to stay in this profession. And that's, you know, the huge problem right now in education. 
So often too, every year when they, you know, start the mentor teacher process over again and look for new teachers to be mentors, Morgan and I are always sending the email out to all the, all of our, you know, grade level people, all of our great teachers we've connected with. We're like, please be a mentor. Please be a mentor. Like these people need you. These students need you. We need good teachers to, um, you know, cycle bully. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I agree with you on that because, like you said, it, it's a cycle. We need to make sure that those teachers that are doing a phenomenal job and doing great, you know, are also passing along that knowledge and that wisdom, you know, to other educators. Because I, for myself, you know, coming in from a non-traditional education background and then coming into education, for me, the the mentor teacher was extremely important. And luckily, I had two excellent teachers. Um, you know, and neither of which were actually assigned to be my mentor by the school, but they actually took it upon themselves to really help me out. And luckily, one of them was right across the hall. The other gentleman, uh, Mr. Nava, also, he was like two buildings away from me. Uh, but what I loved about him is, you know, my door was open. I would be there teaching and then I would just kind of see him walk by very slowly, very calmly. And just kind of peeking in and then I'd see him come back. And I remember one day he, I said, uh, Mr. Nava, is, is everything okay? You know, he's like, oh yeah, just want to, you know, check and see how you're doing. And he's like, you know, if you keep doing what you're doing, those the years are going to fly by. It's like, just keep doing what you're doing. And that has stuck with me for, you know, 16 years now. And, and he's still teaching. He's probably getting ready to retire maybe in the next one or two years, but it's that impact of just that one thing, that one little thing can really just continue to fan that flame and help you see that what you're doing is great and continue doing it. And that kind of like Morgan and, and you yourself, Taylor, what you said is that you took that experience and now you want to pass it along with creating double duty teachers and share with other teachers your passion and help them through and build them up. That's the same thing that why it started this podcast too as well is just because somebody took the time to build me up and listen to me. Well, then I want to do the same thing and give back to education that's given so much to me. So I love that and I love your heart for doing that. So let's talk about double duty teachers now. So you said, okay, during this process, you guys are working, you're working together, you're building up, uh, you know, teachers, building up capacity, sharing with them, taking on to social media. So where did the name originate from? I want to know that story. How did you all finally land on that name? (laughs) We brainstormed so many names and actually Morgan hated the name Double Duty Teachers. I feel not crazy about it. I feel not. One day we might rebrand, but (laughs) I was trying to think of something with twins, something with teachers. I was like, I don't, uh, recess duty, like, you know, you're seeing double double duty teachers. And Morgan was like, no, I don't like it. I was like, if we waited till we both had a name that we loved, we still probably wouldn't have a social media. So I was like, we can change it later. We can change it later. So now I feel like it's too late to change it. (laughs) But but I I love it though. You know, double duty teachers, because to me, it's just a play on words. Number one, it's like, are you seeing double? Well, yes, you yeah. are because they're identical twins. But then the double duty and the fact that you are not only doing what you need to do to take care of your students in the classroom, but also the additional duty that you're taking upon yourself to, 
you know, help teachers and share your knowledge and professional development and conferences and so on. So when I when I saw the name, when Bonnie, big shout out to Bonnie Shalat, who who uh, actually gave me a, a message and said, hey, you got to check these ladies out. And I was like, all right. And when I went on, I was like, yes, I got to have them on the show. And immediately <laughs> I just saw that connection with the name. And so I absolutely love it. I mean, it, it's it's a great brand and what you're doing definitely fits the name very well, you know, so, uh, wait, I, wait, yeah, for sure. And so now, you know, you got onto social media. So tell us a little bit about that story. Now, was there one of you who was maybe a little bit more reserved as to, no, oh, I don't want to go onto socials too much, or were you guys just all in from day one? I'll say I was really the one who got us started in it. Um, mostly because I felt like I needed people to talk with. I needed ideas. And, you know, I guess it started from keeping wanting to keep my educational life separate from my personal life, not just for my family and friends, but because on my Instagram, I was all of a sudden seeing mostly education posts and not any of my friends and family. And I was like, well, what if I just, you know, separated these two lives so I I convinced Morgan, let's let's do it. We don't even have to like post anything. You don't have to post anything, but I think it would be really cool. And um so I eventually what? What made you finally want to do it, Morgan? I don't I was like, we don't what are we gonna post? We're just first year teachers. We we don't have stuff that's valuable to other people. And Taylor was like, Well, think about what you're doing with your elf on the shelf. Someone might want to do that with their classroom. I was like, mm, maybe. So Finally, we went for it with Instagram and just started sharing little things. I thought it was silly. I was like, people already do this or they do better things than we do. Why are we sharing this? But honestly, it got us excited. Like, what is the next thing we can do in our classroom that we can share with other people? Like, it made us enjoy more coming to work, like, and making teaching more exciting. Like, what can we do to surprise the kids today? that we can share with other teachers that they can do in their classroom. So and then following all these awesome teachers, we see all their ideas and we're like, oh, yeah, we want to do that. Or how many books have you heard of from social media? You know, how yeah. many new websites or uh, lesson ideas or room transformation ideas would we we're Morgan and I always say when we present, we're very much not creative people. We're really not with that. We're not really artsy we're not very creative like everything we do comes from thankfully the people who are willing to share on social media so and then we just do it and share it and give credit wherever we can but we're all out here to help each other and Morgan's right there's a lot of days where when it's just hard to get out of bed on a Monday morning hard to go to school you're in the thick of it but you're like okay what's one thing I can do today what's one thing I can make a post about that might help somebody else and might make somebody else's Monday better or make them feel relatable. Like we're all in this boat together. Not every day is going to be great. Some days it is hard to get out of bed, but sometimes double duty teachers is what makes me want to go to work. Okay. Sorry. Just <laughs> and, um, and we're all here for our students. So like at the end of the day, sharing these ideas is only going to help our kids, you know? So that's another big reason we do it too. You know, and that's great that, you know, social media has just played a big, big 
role in education now. And of course you have amazing teachers that are out there sharing. And the fact that, you know, even when you say like, I don't feel like we're very creative. I mean, I see your posts and I think they're very creative and, and, but what I love though, is that you do give attribution. Like if you do do something, you give credit to where credit is due. But the fact that you can also take something and take an idea from somebody and then sprinkle it onto what you already do great and remix it into a, a double duty dose of creativity of your own creativity. I mean, I, I find that very phenomenal and very great. And it's a good practice too, to be able to share with our students and taking some ideas and remixing those ideas and seeing where else you can take that. And so, yeah, I mean, your social media presence is great. I love, you know, your posts and also the fact that like Taylor, you were mentioning, sometimes it is very hard to wake up on a Monday and you're in the thick of it. And the fact that you're thinking about others and saying, what can I do to make somebody else's Monday a little bit better? And I think even in that for ourselves as educators helps us. And that's actually kind of like a nice little thing to kind of like, Hey, you know what? I, like I just made somebody's day and it kind of gets you going for the day. It really changes your attitude. It changes everything up. And then you bring that wonderful energy to the students. So yeah, I mean, uh, this is what I love about education and this is what I love about our community, you know, teachers such as yourselves that are putting yourselves out there and just being you being genuine, but also helping others and building others up. And I think that's wonderful. And very important. So let's talk about now, you know, double duty teachers is well, you've talked to us about your experiences coming in. You've talked about your experiences, um, you know, with the induction and the mentoring. And now, of course, your love and passion for sharing to sharing goods and all of that good stuff, you know. So where did the the conference bug come from? Well, who was the first one to say, hey, like we should go out and start presenting and sharing these things because well, let me ask first, would you say that one of you is a little bit more kind of reserved, a little bit more introverted than than the other that's a little bit more outgoing? What do you think, Morgan? I don't know. I think I think I'm more reserved. I was going to say I'm more reserved. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I have all these ideas like, let's go do this. Let's go do this. And then when it comes time to it, I'm like, I don't know. I'm nervous. And you're like, no, it's going to be great. Let's well, do it. That's because you made us come here. <laughs> the one with all the ideas. And you're like, yeah, let's sign up. Let's do it. And then once we're there, it's too late to back out. So. Perfect. All right. Well, see, I love this, though. I love this dynamic, though, because it's like, you know, both of you, like, it, it just works out very well, just that playfulness, but then bringing in the PD. So just talk to me about your first PD experiences. Were this something that you you started doing, you know, obviously maybe within your district? And then after that, it just kind of grew. And because I know you guys, uh, you know, saw a couple of posts where you guys had done some uh, conference work recently and things of that sort. So tell me a little bit about that story now, like, you know, being out there and sharing all that good stuff that you guys are doing. Yeah. So I think it started with us going to conferences. Like we went to Get Your Teach On, Teach Your Heart Out, Ron Clark Academy. So we went to these conferences and we were like, this is amazing. Like there's a platform here. Um, our district provides SPD, but it's very small, um, usually about the curriculum that we're teaching. I would say not so interesting, but then we were going to these other teacher conferences and they were amazing. And so we were like, how can we do this more? Um, and then we kind of just started small with a technology conference that was near us, that was free for teachers. 
And we said, well, we could probably present a session over there. So we submitted a proposal and we, I think our first presentation was about social media, how we got started in social media. Well, our first, first presentation we ever gave was at a gifted in-service. I don't know if you remember that to some teachers at our school. And we were so nervous for that. That was the first time we presented okay. uh, for teachers. And it was a rewarding feeling. And then I think you're right. We did that tech one. And then what? The biggest one we did was probably this summer. What'd you say? Or we did teach your heart out, but it was virtual. Oh, we yeah. In virtual session. Um, literally, I was like. Taylor had just had a baby. I was a week away from having my baby. Our babies are four weeks apart. So we were in the middle of these two um, pregnancies and trying to record a session on growth mindset for this national conference. It was crazy, but um, it was fun. And then after that, we did, ISTE came to New Orleans and LeCue, um, the Louisiana Association of Computer Using Educators, asked us if we'd want to present a little session. And I was like, Taylor, I don't know. We we just did Teacher Leader Summit in New Orleans. I forgot we did that one too. That was the most fun we've done so far, I think. But we had just done that one and they were asking us to present. And I was like, I don't know. I think we're putting too much on our plates. Like, But Taylor's like, we have to do it. We have to do it. <laughs> so we went and did it. And it was so much fun. And I'm so glad we did because we got, we love to network and connect with people and you know, that's how we got to know you through Bonnie at Teacher Leader Summit. So connecting with people and just, you know, after that um, presentation at ISTE, we just presented on a few teacher tech tools to update your tech toolbox and just a few ways we use different websites and technology apps in our classroom and like practical ways to use it with our curriculum that we already have. And what makes it worth it to me is afterwards, I would say a few teachers came up to us and they were like, you know, this is one of the best sessions I've seen so far because I'm, I'm walking away with something I want to try tomorrow. Like if I was teaching right now, I found something in your presentation that I'm excited to try and I could do it. I feel like I could do it tomorrow. And that's our, always our goal. Like we want to teach you about things. We want to show you examples of us doing it so that you feel like you can too. And um, that's rewarding for us. So yeah, this is just the beginning. We have big dreams. Um, maybe one day we can start our own teacher conference. Uh, but that would be anything we could do to motivate others. We're down. Yeah. Or you can do the Double Duty podcast. Hey. I would love that because, again, you know, taking it to the next level, just little mini episodes. And like you said, I, I think that that's something that I can really see in you ladies, the fact that you can keep it simple and keep it practical and keep it useful. And the fact that you have people that are walking out of your session saying like, Hey, like, wow, like I can easily turn around and try this. And, you know, in the education space, there's definitely like a niche for like everything. There's so much that is out there, but you know, for teachers, oftentimes it's like, Hey man, I want to leave here with being able to try something in my classroom. And oftentimes, you know, you may run into some PD, that it's like, okay, I get the overall arching idea, but this kind of just doesn't fit into the curriculum or certain things. But if it's something that's practical, and one of my favorite things to do is also keep it very simple. And my goal is always, teachers, if I can save you seven to 10 minutes out of your day to just be able to either sit in your room with the lights off at the end of the day or just breathe, mm -hmm. then I think I've done my job to be able to take something off of your plate and give you back a little bit of time. 
even if it's for a longer restroom break or if you just, yeah. you know, whatever it is that you need, I think that's a win. And and I, I love that. So I love that you share and also the power of connections, you know, the networking. I'm huge on that. And, you know, that's why I love to build up my my network and my personal learning family, like I call it, because, uh, you know, you just never know. You get some amazing ideas from educators. You continue to grow. You continue to see them. Then you collaborate. And it's just a, a a way to continue to give back. And like you said, just kind of keep teachers uh, excited, keep you excited in your own space too as well. And, uh, you know, see what your what kind of impact that you can make. But I can definitely see that you ladies are definitely going to be big and you guys are going to definitely bring, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of heat into the education space in that sense, um, because you guys just have a heart and, and I love it. I've had just a wonderful time listening to you guys share and, um, you know, definitely it's a, it's the only way is up. So I'm really excited for y'all. And thank you also, like I mentioned, Bonnie, who connected us. And then I ended up getting a nice little uh, uh, message too from somebody at ISTE. And then they're like, hey, you know, um, somebody told, and, you know, they told us, you know, by pa passing, I guess, you know, we should contact you or something like that. And then I DM'd him back. I said, yeah, you know, thank you. And I said, may I ask who it was that, referred you and they're like oh yeah they're these twin sisters they came by and they told us about you and i was like oh okay cool so um, yeah so thank you so much for that i really appreciate that and hopefully that'll be a show that we're definitely going to try and make happen soon so thank you for for that and that, again going back to the power of networking as well well morgan taylor it's just been a wonderful time speaking with you you guys just have an amazing heart and right now like i'm just really full of joy and just being able to to hear your story and just the, what you're bringing to the education space, your your heart for building up teachers, for making them feel comfortable, for just, uh, you know, and putting yourself out there too as well. I mean, that is not no easy task, but you guys are doing it and you're doing it very well. And I absolutely love your branding, you know, Double Duty Teachers. Like I mentioned, for me, it's you're the, the doing the teacher, but then you're doing the induction and you're doing conferencing. So, you know, definitely you guys are pulling double duty for sure. <laughs> so I, thank you. I like that perspective. Yeah. Morgan, yeah. our name's meant to be. <laughs> yes, it is. But before we wrap up our episode, I always have three questions for our guests. So we'll kind of take turns here. And so we'll start with uh, Morgan first. Morgan. In the current state of education, what would you say is your current edu-kryptonite? Edu-kryptonite? Yes. What weakens you? What weighs heavy on you? Kind of, you know, like how Superman loses his power with kryptonite. What is it in the current state of education that you either hear about or you see that kind of just like, oh, you know? I think, you know, it's kind of been a common theme during this podcast. It's hearing teachers that are leaving the profession. So we need good teachers and we need them to stay. So what can we do to help that? That's my weakness. Okay. All right. Good answer. Taylor, how about yourself? Would, what would you say would be your current edu-kryptonite? Uh, I think it's the negative view of teachers and education right now. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of even teachers themselves don't encourage people to go into it because we're not making the money, uh, things like that. But 
you know, there's a lot of positive. You just have to look for it. You know, you have to ch- you have to look for the positive in education and teaching. And it's there. There's tons of it there. We're putting it out there. Um, we just need to focus on that. So there you go. OK, good answer. I like that. And very great perspectives, because, yes, we definitely see that. And it is such a rewarding job. It really is. And I know, like, you know, media and everything, and there's such a negativity around it. But like you said, there is a lot of good in it. And it is really, you know, for me, it has been a very fulfilling experience, you know, regardless of what may be happening. And we always just try our best to be better ourselves each and every day, but also make somebody better each and every single day. So that's definitely important. All right, Taylor, next question. We're going to start with you. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Okay, let's see. If I could have a billboard with anything on it, I think I would probably put um, Morgan and I's faces smiling with our logo double duty teachers so that everybody could go see the positives of education, the positives of what's happening in teaching right now. If they're a teacher themselves, they could come to us for support. We're there to help everyone and we want to change the view of education. So that's what my billboard would be. Nice. Love it. All right, Morgan, how about yourself? (laughs) What would your billboard have on it? A good one, Taylor. Um, I feel like mine wouldn't be just a positive quote, an inspirational quote. I knew you were just leave it there, mysterious, but everyone could read it and smile and be a little bit more inspired that day. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it's just that one little thing that you, as long as you, you drive by and you read it and that really just kind of changes your mood. Who knows yeah. how you've been, you know, driving that morning or what may have happened, but man, that really sets you up. So yeah, nice inspirational quote. Definitely. All right. And the last question for you, or maybe this will be because, you know, now I have uh, the double duty teachers here and let's say that this was the double duty podcast. And now you, this was your episode, ladies, and I am your guest. What would be one question you'd like to ask me? And in this case, I guess it might, it'll be two. So we'll start with Morgan. Morgan, what would be one question you'd like to ask me? Oh, um, hmm. I mean, I'm kind of curious who's been your most influential person in your teaching career. Was it that, that guy you were talking about in the beginning that would walk by your classroom? No, actually, no. That's a great question. And a lot of people are often very surprised at my answer. But for myself, the most influential person that I had was actually a substitute teacher that I had in ninth grade. Wow. Even though I didn't want to go into education, but that substitute teacher in ninth grade, Mr. Rodriguez, who has since passed maybe about four years ago, um, he came into class one day and he never followed the the teacher's lesson plans. Um, he was a former science teacher. So he would come in and substitute for biology. And, you know, Mr. Margo would leave his uh, lesson plans. So he's like, eh, don't worry about it. Let me show you, you know, some stuff. And he just always made it so much fun. It was kind of like a, uh, he was so engaging and the way that he made you feel and so that to me has always been the most memorable thing, the way that he made me feel and what he taught me. And there was the single thing that I still remember from ninth grade was C. Hopkins Cafe, which is the abbreviation for the seven elements that the human body needs to survive. Since then, I think I've learned that there's two more, uh, but he just kept it simple. C. Hopkins Cafe. 
And um, that was it. And I ran into him before he passed. I, I saw him at, a, I think it was a doctor's office. And he got up. He went to go drink water. And I mean, years has years had passed. And I know that he probably didn't remember me. But I went up to him and uh, I said, you know, Mr. Rodriguez. And he kind of just looked at me like with this, you know, I don't just, it touches my heart because it's so memorable, but he just, he didn't remember. He he said, look, I, I'm having so much trouble remembering things I don't remember. And I just remember telling him, I was like, look, I just want to let you know that I still remember what you taught me in ninth grade. He shared with me C. Hopkins Cafe and I saw his little eyes tear up and I told him, I just want to say thank you because I'm a teacher now and I I haven't forgotten what you've shared you know that day and he teared up and it was just one of those moments when then at that time I realized that it yes for teachers were it's not the immediacy of the results because mm -hmm. I, what I've learned is I can plant a seed but then another teacher is going to water and then somebody else is going to reap that reward or sometimes I may be able to water while somebody else plants the seed but or maybe one day it might be my turn to reap that reward but it just shows that we're all in this together you know somebody's got to plant somebody's got to water somebody gets to reap and what he did is he just kind of planted that seed without me even knowing and here I am now so that right there is a great question <laughs> That's a great question. Taylor, how about yourself? What would be one question you'd like to ask me? Okay, so my question is, I see that this is episode 133. So out of all your podcasts, which one was stands out as being one of your favorites? Ooh, stands out as being as one of my favorites. You know, that is very hard. That is very hard because I can't even just go by like, oh, well, this is the one that's viewed the most or anything because... You know, it just depends on, on what it is. But I know uh, this isn't a cop-out, and honestly, it really isn't. <laughs> because I have really genuinely loved every episode because everything's different. I, I can't just pinpoint and say, oh, this one just really took me to the next level. But it's because I'm learning from everybody each and every day. This is my personal PD that I get to share with the world <laughs> through the podcasting. So every experience has been very unique and every experience has taught me to see things through different perspectives and has definitely helped equip me for in the sense of like you ladies you know equipping yourselves to help others well this is the same thing where I'm learning from people that are doing great things so I can help equip others either through this podcast platform or just to be ready in season and out of season if I run into a teacher saying hey I need some help hey well let me share with you what I learned or, hey, go check out episode 132 with yeah. the double duty teacher. So honestly, that that's a great question. But and I'm not a cop. It's not a cop out. They have all been great. And in one way, shape or form, they've impacted my practice in a very positive way. So. I bet. <laughs> all right. Well, Morgan, Taylor, thank you so much, ladies. I really appreciate you all. I know that we were supposed to have this episode on uh, Monday and it was going to be a double duty Monday for me too as well. But <laughs> hey, you know what? It, it worked out great. I get to end the week on a wonderful note and uh, being able to speak to both of you ladies and not only getting to know you more than the amazing things that you put on social media just to really hear it from you and get to know you guys more, uh, your authenticity, your genuineness, 
your attitude. You just exude this, you know, great personality and you guys are amazing, amazing educators. And thank you also from the bottom of my heart for the work that you're doing in helping build up other teachers and just, uh, you know, being great mentors, because I honestly truly believe in that power of mentorship. And if it's done right, it can make a lasting impact. And, and we definitely need to make a lasting impact on our educators. So thank you for everything. And uh, Morgan Taylor, before we, we wrap up the show, can one of you, I'm not sure, we'll go with Taylor first. Taylor, uh, how can uh, uh, our audience members go ahead and connect with uh, the Double Duty teachers? Uh, great question. So um, you can find us on Instagram, Double Duty Teachers, Facebook. Twitter is kind of a new thing. Uh, we're trying to build up a following there because we see a lot of people on it. And we've even started TikToking Double Duty Teachers on TikTok, if you want to follow us there. Um, on our Instagram is really our main hub of communication, though. If you need anything or have any questions or want to connect, thank you so much for having us and uh, allowing us to be here and introduce ourselves to new people. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm th thankful for you guys and for educators such as yourself. And of course, the mission, the vision, and my passion for this podcast is to connect educators, K-12 space, higher ed space, education professionals, and creators one show at a time. So I'm thankful that you guys were able to be here on this platform and hopefully you guys are able to connect with others and many are able to connect with you. So that way you can bring your awesome energy and that they we they get excited and you know just to learn from you all as well as we all know we as iron sharpens iron you know i'm a big believer in that so thank you so much for being here today and to all our audience members that were watching live or those of you that will be catching the replay or listening to the episode a little later thank you so much for making my edtech life what it is today we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for all of your support. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts and we ask that you go and visit our website. Visit us at myedtech.life where you can check out this episode and all our previous episodes. And I guarantee you that you're gonna find something for that specific moment in time that you may be looking for a resource or something. Check out all our guests that we've had because they share some amazing, amazing things and amazing practices. And also please make sure you stop by our store. We've got some amazing merch here. We've got some caps. We've got some new designs that we have just put up recently. So this is a great way to continue to support our mission in bringing you amazing educators on this platform and making those connections. So thank you as always for everything, my friends. And again, thankful to you, Morgan, Taylor, appreciate you all. And don't forget, until next time, my friends, stay techie.